Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galina, along with George Kurtz, the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle, producing our show. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. A little soggy out there, George, here in the Northeast. But, uh, uh, you know, love all our mothers. And, uh, you know, uh, some people think that that payday sometimes uh, they call that Mother's Day because you pay off every mother that you owe. But uh, today is actual uh, Mother's Day. And, uh, uh, you know, happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Paying off air. I've never heard that saying before. That yeah, I had a buddy I used day. to. Yeah, I had a buddy at work. He used to uh, payday. He always said, hey, it's Mother's Day. Got to pay every mother that I owe. Yeah, I think he probably wants to add another word to that. Yes. But, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, never, never, never heard that show. before. Mm-hmm. Never heard that before, uh, mm-hmm. paying off every mother. All right. Uh, yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Certainly to, uh, to my mom, which I'll be going to later on today. And my wife, of course, the mother of my two daughters, who's upstairs probably getting my youngest daughter ready for a soccer game today, Joe. And I mean, <laughs> I always thought Mother's Day was sacred for these kind of sports. Now, they always cancel the games. And uh, but no, uh, here uh, my daughter still has a uh, a youth soccer game, and mm-hmm. it's an outdoor game, and it's a lousy Crazy. day. Yeah. It is what it's a. I mean, I know it's spring here; it's May twelfth, but it is uh, cold, rainy. It's about forty eight degrees, I think, out there. A little windy. It's on an open field too. Man, I'm glad I don't have to go to this. It would be <laughs> it would be cold. It would be cold, man. I am not going to miss this at all. But I am surprised, and I'm wondering if I'm going to get a text uh, eventually saying this. Uh, it's uh, it's canceled. Because uh, once again, I think Mother's Day should be sacred. I know Father's we get screwed on Father's Day because they figure we like sports, so they'll, mm-hmm. they play all sorts of games on Father's Day. But I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised it's games today. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I mean, uh, when my kid was uh, playing Little League Baseball, Mother's Day, there were no games scheduled at all. But Father's Day, like you mentioned, Father's Day, there were games scheduled. So, And I don't see how your daughter's going to be able to play on this soggy field. But like you said, there's been so much rain here in the Northeast, you know, over the past uh, few weeks that uh, I'm sure there's lots of games that have to be made up. I don't know if they will make them up. This is a uh, this is not a uh, you know highly competitive league or anything. I don't even know they keep score during these games. <laughs> so I I honestly don't. I've been to a mm-hmm. few of them. I don't I don't see a score somewhere. So I don't know if they'll make them up. They were rained out last week, but last week it was monsooning on Sunday. They had no choice. As I, as I look out my window now, it is just misting. The game's in three hours. But you actually said the field would be soggy and all muddy. It would not. I said I am very happy to do this show because I wouldn't want to be on that field. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And uh, kudos. Sorry, honey. Yeah, enjoy. Our mother, I, I like it. On Mother's Day, you're sending your wife out into the rain. I am not sending my wife out anywhere. <laughs> I am working. Okay? Yeah. Nothing well, I, I can do. I appreciate you being here. So uh, we're going to be <laughs> talking uh, lots of baseball today, going through uh, all the action from yesterday, uh, intertwining some uh, waiver wire talk. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll have uh, talk maybe some football in the second hour, try to squeeze in some of that. And, uh, you know, we always uh, talk a little Game of Thrones on this show. This is, what, the second to last episode, I think? Oh, uh, yeah. Tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And if, if last is. week's episode was any indication, thank God. Because last week's episode was terrible. I mean, well, it was so climactic. Yeah, After... forget that. There were so many plot holes in that. I mean, come on. I mean, really? I mean, uh, dragon in the sky can't see these ships that are waiting to ambush them. You know, uh, dragon can't go behind the ships and blow them up. You know, <laughs> or on top of them, just go straight at them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, a lot of good strategic there. You know, I mean, come on. How did they know that what's her name was kidnapped? 
All right. I mean, how do they know this was dead? Maybe a raven was sent. Maybe they yeah, sent maybe the raven. Yeah, maybe a raven was sent. Bull crap. <laughs> All right. And you got the maybe most. They, un- they texted or something. I don't know. You know, and I, I know back in the day there, they actually fought wars uh, very very civilly. You know, they no, uh, nothing like that. But you took me, uh, what's her name, uh, when she had uh, Tyrion and uh, she had them all in her grasp with her whole army there. Cersei. She destroyed them all. Cersei. Cersei. Could have, she yeah. had them all. She says, oh, no, go ahead. We'll let you go. I mean, come on. That so was the back the stu- of her mind. She probably said we have two episodes left. That shouldn't take yes, out right that, now. I guess she wants to make them more. I, she want, I know. She wants to make more money for, for each episode. Must have been it. That was, I tell you, that was that was a terrible episode. Just, just there are so many plot holes. There's like, you, you got to be kidding me. The dragon thing is just amazing. All right. Why couldn't you just go around them or go high where they couldn't get you and come straight down at them? I mean, come mm. on. It made no sense. Well, I, I guess, a, a, I don't know, maybe, Sean, you could uh, add a little to this. I mean, a, It a dra- made no sense. Yeah, you know, a dragon you know, can't really shift that fast, right? I mean, it's a big animal. What fast? He could have taken his time. <laughs> Dragons could always just fly higher, too, in order to avoid any exactly. fire as well. Mm. You know, ammunition. I can't believe spears. she has one left. Mm-hmm. I, and I, you know, I, I think that this is going to be a slow episode as well. I think you know next week you're going to probably have the huge battle. I would think, but I, I don't know. But uh, I thought it was interesting that the Kingslayer, uh, you know, had relations with the, the giant uh, Night Lady. What's her name there, Sean? Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, yeah. And then he just leaves. I don't, did he leave because he he because he, he, he wanted to help Cersei? Is is that or he wants to like stop her? What do you think? I think that it's going to be leaning towards actually stopping her, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll be like the know, hero at the end. I don't think we're going to be able to see his full plans until either this next episode or next week's episode, it, because uh, right. he's play- He's keeping his cards close to his chest. Like he has a plan. Mm-hmm. He just isn't telling anybody about it. Mm hmm. That was keen insight by Sean. Think about it. We're not going to know his plans till this week's episode or next week's episode. <laughs> well, thanks, Sean. It only has two shows left. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it'll be this week or next week. Oh, he's right there be. with the writers. It's gotta be. I, I, I was very disappointed with the. Uh, I mean, very disappointed with last week's episode. It was, it was like uh, I understand. You know, listen, all shows you have to uh, suspend belief and all that, and you know they, they're all going to have jump the shark moments. But really. Really? When a two-year-old could tell you what a dragon can do? I mean, come on. It wasn't, why wasn't Jon Snow uh, riding on another dragon, by the way? It, that didn't make any sense. Why wouldn't... Ah, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> hey, uh, interjecting a little sports into this Game of Thrones uh, conversation, Aaron Rodgers. There's some rumors that he be... Uh, and we spoke about this yesterday, that he may be making a cameo appearance in tonight's episode. They're teasing this. Uh, I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but uh, suppose he's a big Game of Thrones fan, uh, was spotted in Ireland last summer. Uh, you know, is such a fan that he was seen wearing a t-shirt at one point uh, with uh, Tyrion Lannister's famous saying, I drink and I know things. So, so maybe he left the coffee cup. <laughs> maybe he did. Yeah, that was a big story, right? I mean, that's kind of silly. It is kind of silly. Oh, my God. Somebody made a mistake, and then they want people fired. It's like, are you kidding me? You never made a mistake on your job? Mm. People fired because you left the coffee cup, and uh, HBO already, duh, you know, edited it out anyway. But uh, and yeah. I don't understand that. Who cares? It's a coffee cup. I mean, it's funny. It's really what it is. It's funny. So, uh, you know, get over it, folks. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if Rogers is actually in the show tonight. Because he had kind of said if he ever was in the show, he'd either want to do a sex scene or he'd want to be killed off. So uh, we'll see if he is and, and what's going to happen to him. So that, that should be interesting tonight. I think I'd want to be killed off. Would you want to be beheaded? How, how would you want yeah, to be killed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Beheaded is, beheaded is pretty cool. Yeah, I think I'd like to be beheaded there. I know we are, the, uh, I forget what the, uh, the girl's name, the one who killed the giant uh, in, in the show. Uh, Tarth, is that whatever? Yeah, uh, yeah, the little girl, right? Mm-hmm. The little girl. She had said that uh, she she wanted two things on the show: her ending, either to be on the Iron Throne, which she knew was never mm-hmm. going to happen, or to have right. a great death. You know, and she, she had a great death, so she was very happy with that. I think yeah, that's that was I, a great death. Mm-hmm. That was a cool death. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. I want the same thing. You know, a nice, cool death. Every, people remember that, so that I think mm-hmm. I'd be very happy with that. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, hey, Game of Thrones tonight, I think, is uh, this Friday night at Yankee Stadium. So they're giving out a T-shirt and the actual, you know, a replica of the throne where you could sit and take a picture of the throne. So uh, maybe, uh, we, maybe we should all go. What do you think? Take a picture on the throne. 
I'm taking a different throne when I hear that, but sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Picture on the throne. So like I said, we're going to be talking uh, lots of baseball, maybe interject a little football as well. But uh, just to take a quick look around, uh, Tampa Bay Rays still in first place, game and a half ahead of the Yankees. Watch out for the Red Sox, who have been super hot of late. And this uh, Tampa Bay Yankee, uh, you know, it's a little uh, getting a little heated lately, George. Uh, There's a little rivalry going on there, which is nice. Nice to see, you know. Oh, the problem is you you don't want to see it because they're throwing at people. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're seeing here. Uh, once again, uh, this happened last year, for if, uh, people don't remember. Uh, race threat the Yankees. CC took it in his own hands and uh, hit uh, Jesus Sucre. Yeah, and that's what happened. When, that's why CC, of course, CC his innings bonus, right? The Yankees ended up giving yeah. him anyway, but it was a great move by CC. I think he only needed like two more innings to get that bonus, and he would have gotten it. But instead, he knew he was going to get thrown out. He was warned. Before he went up there to that mound at that last game, that if he right. th- threw it anybody, he was going to get thrown out. Did it anyway. Did it anyway. Right. And then right. Uh, last night, DJ LeMay, you hit a home run. Next pitch, the Luke Voigt goes up in it and hits him in the uh, uh, t- uh, the upper bicep. And uh, it was close because Luke Voigt wasn't happy and CC was flipping out on the bench. Yes. It was probably uh, probably a good thing that uh, Boone, he actually made a mistake in taking uh, CC out. Uh, CeCe had only thrown 76 pitches at that time, two mm-hmm. runs in five innings with a bullpen that needs rest. I, I don't know why Boone took him out. That was, that was a mistake on his part. It ended up being where the Yankees gave up a whole bunch of runs the next inning. Granted, not all on Jonathan Holder. Uh, but D, uh, LeMahieu fell apart on defense. But uh, I, I wonder what would have happened if CeCe would have been in there. Hmm. Yeah, you know, and I do. I wonder, I wonder in the back of his mind if that's why Boone took him out, too. Because mm-hmm. the Yankees can't afford another suspension right now with all right. the injuries. So I wonder if that played a part in this. But then again, a five-game suspension, you could always jigger your rotation around that. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, so I, I think uh, I think you have to applaud what Boone's done so far this year. Oh, absolutely. You know, keep, yeah. Him and Cashman keeping the Yankees uh, involved here. But I, I thought last night he's, he's making mistakes. Keeping Gardner in the number three hole makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's batting 200. He can't hit. It's obvious he can't hit. Yeah, it's supposed to anybody who throws hard, he's not catching up to it. But you keep, keep you, I just saying you have to play him. The Yankees have no other outfielders. You got to do what you got to do. He's got to play, but he can't bat third. That's silly. He's batting eighth, ninth, whatever it is. You know, and when these guys get healthy, he shouldn't be playing at all. There's a reason why he was supposed to be the fourth outfielder this year, not right, uh, right. starting. So I don't, I don't understand why, why Boone keeps doing this. Why he keeps putting him in the three hole? It's just silly. I mean, are you not looking at batting average? What do you think? He's not hitting the ball hard. It's not like his hard hit percentage is up there and he's just getting unlucky. He's striking out over and over again. You know, so it's just strange that Boone keeps doing this. And as we just talked about, putting uh, taking CC out at the 5 inning and 76 pitches when your bullpen is tired. I mean, uh, you can't do that. Sometimes you, know, you, have to, you have to eat it a little bit. You have to concede mm. the loss. You know, either CC gives up two, three runs, you have to concede it because, hey, we need, we need to save this bullpen. You keep using the, the bullpen like you're using them. They're going to be dead by August. You yeah, have nothing left absolutely. here. You can't. You can't keep doing that. So, uh, yeah. Listen, one of the hardest things for managers to do is bullpen management, man. You know, you see it over and over again. A lot of managers just don't understand that sometimes losing one game is okay if it saves your bullpen down the stretch. You need that bullpen. And right, right. now, you can't. You can't keep using Adovino, Britton, and Chapman every game. You got to get other guys in there. I mean, losing Batantis, yeah, that hurts. Chad Green, I expect to be recalled today. Hopefully, he figured out his problems in the minors. That will help. Great point that, you know, taking a one loss could help you down the road, like you mentioned, in the dog days of August and September when you're fighting uh, for a shot to get into the into the playoffs. So uh, uh, Aaron Hicks, right, supposed to come back tomorrow. So uh, does that automatically put uh, uh, your boy uh, Brett Gardner on, on the bench at this stage? I doubt it. Um, Hicks uh, Hicks had a big game yesterday, so he's ready. Mm-hmm. You know, the Yankees actually well, I thought about bringing him up before the series, but Hicks, uh, he was the one who said, hey, I think I need some more at-bats. So mm-hmm. that's why he's playing uh, the three-game series, uh, with, I think, with uh, the Rail Riders. Um, and once again, uh, he had a big game yesterday. He's ready. I don't think the Yankees will call him up today. I think it will be tomorrow against Baltimore. Soon they play mm-hmm. tomorrow. It's supposed to rain tomorrow in New York as well, so that may not be a fun day for the mm-hmm. Yankees and Orioles. Another miserable day here. But I think when Hicks comes uh, back, I mean, you think about it, Frazier's going to play right. Hicks will play center. I think that leaves probably Gardner and Mabin as a platoon in left. That would Mabin's be my been hitting. That's why. <laughs> Since they he's hitting. got him from day one, yeah. He's hitting. He gives the Yankees some speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that helps as well. So I, th- I expect that's what they'll do. 
that they'll do a platoon there, which uh, could work. You know, mm-hmm. it, it certainly could work or certainly be better than what they have. And then once again, once uh, Stanton or Judge comes back and uh, we know Judge hasn't even begun baseball activity, so he's not yeah. coming back for a minimum in June. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. It's what is it, we expected. It. We're not surprised. It's a lot injury. You yeah. have to be very. You have to be very careful with this, or else he'll re-injure it and be out another eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think what's more concerning to me is Stanton. What the hell is going on here? I think he's taking swings. Right? He's he's, taking we, we, we've than... heard this for a while now. He's been taking <laughs> swings, and he's he's going to hit hit off the tee, but nothing. Else. This is an injury that wasn't expected to be long. Right. And now he's right. he's looking at June as well. What is I mean, really, what's going on here? They're being very hopeful. Is this the same it. injury or did he re injure himself like a la Severino who got hurt in the middle of recovery? This is a different injury. Okay. His his original injury he uh, he is healed. The bicep, bicep is healed. Yeah. Right, that's healed. It's a shoulder injury now. Apparently that's but then he got a cortisone shot. Ongoing, yeah. 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 Strange with Stanton. So I don't I don't know if you're gonna see Stanton. you're certainly not gonna see Judge till June, and I don't think you'll see Stanton till June either. Mm. All right. We'll continue talking some uh, Major League Baseball. Listen to Fantasy Sports today. Happy Mother's Day to all. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. A lot of synthesizers in this uh, version of uh, this uh, Genesis song. What's the name of the song again, George? Uh, Sean's got, come on, he played the same song yesterday. Boo! You don't like yeah, this new version? Genesis music? No, mm. I don't. Actually, I don't mind. I want any version of. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big. It's Genesis a vi- guy, invisible so. touch, right? This is. Yeah, it's invisible touch. Mm-hmm. He played yesterday mm-hmm. on the show as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say it's not my favorite Genesis song. That'd probably be Abacab, or mm-hmm. uh, uh, my favorite video is certainly Land of Confusion for Genesis. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, with, with the with, with the Muppets and hitting uh, mm-hmm. Reagan nuking us all, which mm-hmm. is uh, kind of funny. But uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, Joe, do you know who the lead, uh, the original lead singer of Genesis is? I believe it might be Peter Gabriel. Indeed, no? it is. Look at yeah, that. Okay. Go, Joe, go. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Peter Gabriel was the original lead singer. It's funny when, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, Peter left to go uh, pursue a solo career. Uh, you know, the guys in Genesis they, they didn't want Phil. Phil Collins was the drummer. They didn't want Phil Collins to be right, lead right. Yeah, you know, he was. He was just given the job. He had to try out, and they didn't want him. And it's uh, funny how that worked out with the. Uh, with David Phil. Phil's going around solo in uh, October. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going, uh, I don't think he's going to play at the Garden for two nights. Unfortunately, it's on Sunday and Monday. Two big work days for us. Definitely can't go on Sunday thinking about Monday. But he doesn't uh, doesn't play with drums anyway. He can't because of uh, injuries. Yeah, he's, uh, so. he's been sick. Yeah, past uh, a few he's, years. He's pretty yeah. banged up. He's pretty banged up. So, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't know what's worth paying the price. To go see if he can't do everything he normally would do. I think I believe his son plays the drums now. Hmm. There you go. All right. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Sunday uh, in it's in October or something, right? So that's right in the heart of football season. So that's a tough one to get away from. Definitely can't go on Sunday. That that'll be impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. Monday is a possibility. Actually, I, I still don't know if it's worth it uh, to pay the price, you know, and to see mm-hmm. if, to see Phil when he's just not quite the Phil we're used to. Right. Right. Hey. Uh, so just. Taking a step back, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but we were talking about, you know, these uh, issues with, uh, you know, throwing at batters and stuff in the Yankee game between the Yankees and the Rays. Is it me, or do you feel that there's just been a lot of attention to that, you know, over the past several weeks? Uh, you know, D. Gordon calling out J. A. Happ for throwing, uh, throwing at him, you know, throwing a pitch that he, that Gordon thinks he can't control, uh, you know. And then I, so I started to, I just took a look. 
at the hit-by-pitch numbers, they're virtually just about the same from this year to last. But I'm just trying to figure out, like, why it's been such a, you know, a hot topic lately. Any insight into that, George, or is it just, you know, uh, the media looking for a story at this at this stage? Well, what D. Gordon's complaining about and what the Yankees are complaining about, two different things. Uh, you said it. D. Gordon's complaining about not being thrown at, but about J.A. Happ pitching up and in and not pitching with control. Right, you not know, that, being able that to control the pitch. Not mm-hmm. being able to control it. Although, once again, mm-hmm. if you look at the review of D. Gordon, I mean, the pitch is maybe six inches inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's up and in, but it's six inches off the plate. It's not massively off the plate. These hitters dive in. They're going to get hit sometimes like that. Not that it should happen. You don't want that, but it does. Last night was completely different. That's throwing at somebody. Right. You know, uh, not that I don't think the batter did it on purpose. I think once again, he probably, I think it's a, it might be a raised organizational philosophy. Somebody hits a home run, next guy pitch up and in. But right. same thing. If you don't control it, you're going to get dangerous there. But uh, it, once again, that's also different. Though. That's, an, that's a philosophy of throwing up and in. That's going to take some people off. Like I said, you know, CC Sabathia is next start Friday. He pitched Saturday. So it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yankees are off Thursday, which means his next start is next Friday. Guess who the Yankees play on Friday? The Rays. They play in the Rays. So that'll be interesting. And CC is the one guy. I think Tanaka, Tanaka's pitching for the Yankees today. He won't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he never does. He's the Mike Mussina guy. He never does anything. Yeah, which is to uh, – <laughs> well, you, you laugh. I used to take off some of the Yankees because the Yankees would get thrown at back in the day and Mussina wouldn't, wouldn't protect right, them. Right, right, right. You know, he point. just mm-hmm. – Mussina didn't believe in that because Mussina got hurt during the brawl when he, in his Baltimore days. And that's what mm-hmm. – uh, he thinks that's what caused him a couple of miles off his uh, fastball because it was a shoulder injury. So uh, – you know, uh, Tanaka won't do anything today, but CC will. So it makes you wonder if uh, next uh, Friday, you know, it could be interesting to watch here. I don't mm-hmm. expect anything to happen today, but next Friday, like I said, it could be interesting there to see if that's when CC believes, once again, got to protect my guys, especially if Tampa Bay keeps coming inside. I mean, keep mm-hmm. in mind, Yankee batters have been hit three times in this series. Right, right. Three times. Gleyber Torres got hit. We saw Luke Voigt get hit, and someone else got hit yesterday, too. I mean, the I don't know if any of them were on purpose. I truly don't think they were. But once again, if you're getting hit, you sort of have no choice. Even if you're not doing right. it on purpose, you still have to send a message. Stop doing this crap. You know, you're gonna but hurt just in general, guys. do you feel that just like in general, uh, pitchers are you're hitting more batters? I mean, is it is it like a, a, a result of them having to, like, pitch inside and up uh, to keep batters from extending those those hands. I mean, you know, with so many more home runs being hit, there has to be a reaction from pitchers, right? I mean, you know, the pitchers now, they, I mean, hitters, they just love to extend their arms, golf that ball, get that low ball, you know, get that launch angle up. Uh, you know, do you think it's kind of a, am I imagining that there's more of it going on or maybe it's just more of a hotbed topic at this stage? You know, could it just be like, you know, just in general, pitchers need to, to change their approach to react to, to this live ball and the more home runs being hit? Well, personally, uh, I mean, I watch more baseball than probably just about anybody. I, mm-hmm. it, ha- it hasn't dawned on me. Mm-hmm. You know, where well, there's been a lot of hit by pitches. I wasn't thinking about it, no. Mm-hmm. You know, I, once again, I think if you're looking to make excuses, and, you know, the weather's been miserable. The weather's been bad. It's been cold, it's been rainy. Tough ball, to grip slick. ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Tough to grip the ball. You wonder if some, uh, some pitches do get away. I mean, in my mind, probably, you know, 80% of hit by pitches aren't on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a uh, you know, ball got away, got hit, you know, lost control, whatever it is. I think it's only probably one in five, one in six, one in seven HPPs that done with, with a purpose. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say with a purpose, maybe not always to be hit. But, yeah, they were trying to throw inside. They didn't care if they hit them. That sort of thing. You know, I think it's about one in six, one in seven are probably of that, you know, where they are hitting it. But I, I haven't seen a rash of hit by pitch. I'm like, oh, my God, is the, you know, throughout baseball, they're thinking this. You know, I just think it's a combination of uh, the weather. I think you probably have a point mm-hmm. that pitches are, t- uh, you have to pitch inside. Mm-hmm. If you can't pitch inside, you can't win. You just can't, you can't have all these hitters leaning out over the plate and taking away the outside corner because they know you're gonna, not going to pitch inside, getting those big arms loose and hitting the ball 500 feet. You can't have that. So you do have to be able to pitch inside, but you have to be able to pitch inside with control, especially nowadays where everybody's throwing the ball 95-plus. Right. This isn't like – remember, when you and I grew up, Joe, anybody who threw the ball over 91, 92 was considered a speed demon. Absolutely, yeah. Right? And now everybody yeah, yeah. does it. Everybody. 91, 92, you may not even get looked at anymore. Right. right. You know, so that's all you throw? Oh, you're a weakling. You're mm-hmm. a soft thrower. You, you got to be able to throw the ball 95 plus to be able to consider, you know, a, a hard thrower. And, you know, 98 is not something that's shocking. 
Okay, 98. Throws 98. We, we see that lots of times now. So it's, it's just a different game than when we grew up. You know, Don Baylor, back in the day, used to you know, just turn his arm and get hit and not care. He'd care now. Mm-hmm. You know, Craig yeah. Vigio got hit a ton. Yeah, and Craig Vigio, granted, wore a lot of armor up there. Barry Bonds did, too. You know, but uh, these guys would care now because they, they yeah. throw the ball much harder nowadays. That's probably also why we have more injuries nowadays because mm-hmm. that's all these guys are trained to do, throw the ball as hard as possible, light up the radar gun, get noticed by the scouts, and get signed. And I think that's a combination of all why we're seeing you know, a lot of injuries because that's all they're trying to do is throw, you know, throw their – their elbow, shoulder, and everything else, their back up there, trying to get that ball up there as, uh, as fast as possible. Uh, I'm not so sure that's good for the game either. Mm. So D. Gordon, yeah, got hit in the wrist by uh, Jay Happ. It looked a lot worse than it was. Uh, supposedly no break, so uh, you know you should be back uh, relatively shortly. But uh, uh, a couple of big names hitting the IL over the past couple of days. Uh, Tyler Glass. Now, I think th- that if you if the season ended today, he'd be obviously in consideration for the AL Cy Young. You look at his numbers: six and one, one point eight six ERA, ten point two strike outs per nine, uh, 1.7 walks per nine. Uh, it was kind of scary for fantasy owners and just in general. I mean, uh, uh, left the game due to some a forearm tightness. They're calling it a mild forearm strain. George, it looks like they're saying, what, uh, four to six weeks? They are. Let's hear this. It's Friday night. If you watch them against the Yankee game, he uh, early had, he had, a, uh, he had a train to come out. All right. Mm-hmm. And then they... Uh, you know, and that was ended up being okay. And then he snapped off a curveball to a Gleyber Torres, and immediately after that, you could see him flexing his hand mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you know, squeeze, you know, making a fist. He's flexing. He's trying to loosen things up. Cole, calls out from a trainer. They didn't see him. It's funny they didn't even see him. He he actually see it on the mound. He goes, "Oh, screw it, I'll throw." And then yeah. they finally caught on, and uh, yeah, he came out of the game there. Forearm strain, four to six weeks. Uh, obviously, that's probably best case scenario. You never know what's going to happen with these things. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at four to six weeks. That puts him in mid June, end of June. You're probably not going to see him play around the All-Star break. Right. You know, it's the problem with Glass now. We know the guy can pitch. He throws hard, 97-98. His ball moves. He's got a good off-speed pitch. You imagine he probably was the leading contender right now for the Cy Young. Him and Oda Rizzi. Scary. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and now he's gone. Bizarro world, right? Yeah. Right. You ain't kidding Bizarro world. <laughs> uh, but, now, but now he's gone. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is Glasnow's history. He's gone. I guess if you're an optimist. You could look at it this way. He was probably only going to throw about 160, 170 innings this year. Only threw 100, and I think it was 111 or 115 last year. So you do the 40-inning bump. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, this takes care of it now, right? By not by being out four to six weeks. Now, you know, the Rays won't have to worry. He, he can pitch the rest of the season and into the playoffs, Yeah, you know, assuming they make it. So you, you could look at it that way. That... uh I say, if you want to put on the uh, the optimist point of view, you know, I like, I like this that as well. Yeah. Hey, I just point he, things out for you. Okay, you take <laughs> it for what it's worth here, but he he won't be shut. What I'm trying to say is he won't be shut down in August or September now. Well, he won't be skipping and starts. And there's no tear supposedly, right? So that's that's another positive thing too. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was interesting, like like you mentioned, where you know he motioned to the bench and they didn't notice him, and he was like, exactly like you said, all right, I'll just it looks like he was gonna just go ahead and 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 keep on pitching. Which who knows if he would have went, they uh, would have pitched, uh, then we could have been talking uh, something even more serious. So uh, so we'll keep our eyes out on uh, Tyler Glass now. Uh, Jose Altuve uh, left the game Friday night uh, with. Uh, hammy injury uh, initially uh, was called day to day, but now he's on the IL. Uh, so that means uh, latest uh, late Mrs. Diaz fill in from at second base. Uh, Altuve was mega hot to start the season. Uh, right now, batting 243, nine home runs, 21 runs batted in, uh, just one stolen base. And we didn't think, George, we had spoken about Altuve in past shows. We were kind of concerned about whether or not he was going to keep on stealing bases. You know, he had that knee issue last uh, last year. But uh, past 22 games, I didn't realize he was slumping this badly, George. Uh, he was batting 169 with a 289 OBP and a 299 slugging. So, like I said, got off to a white-hot start. Uh, we looked, he's looking like an MVP again. But past 22 games, uh, big-time slump. Yeah, uh, it was a big time slump. He made you. It certainly made me wonder if something else was bothering him again, just like last year. That didn't mm-hmm. seem to be the case, but it uh, it does make you wonder when you see these guys going to these kind of slumps here. Now, uh, I think I don't believe he's been placed on the IL yet, but let's face it, the Astros don't have another important game to play until October. 
Mm-hmm. And they really don't. Uh, so they can play it very safe here with Altuve. If I'm them, I automatically put them on the aisle. Why not? Mm-hmm. You're going to miss two, three days, three, four days anyway? Take the extra week off. Let's make sure. Especially with a groin, hamstring, anything like that. I don't want to take a chance he pulls it or tears it. Let's put him on the aisle. Get him healthy. Yeah, don't need him right actually. Pl- they did play some. They, they did put day. him on there. Yeah. So good for them. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I said, I, mm-hmm. To me, that's almost automatic with a 10-day IL. Almost. Mm-hmm. If you're going to miss three, four days anyway, on the IL. Right. Especially for a right. team that, like I said, I, I'm not, that's not a joke. They don't have another important game to October. And they're mm-hmm. going to win that division by 20 games. That, that's a bad division. And they're a great team. You know, I, I think they're the best team in uh, the American League. So uh, I think they did the right thing here. I think the fantasy owners, he was slumping anyway. So once again, you should be happy. Now you, you get a replacement for next week. And you, you worry about him all for the, you know, the week after next. Maybe it, uh, being on the aisle will heal whatever else what might have been bothering him. At the very least, he wasn't hitting anyway. So you get him the week off, it should work. Uh, it can't be any worse for you, right? It can't. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think this could be, uh, I don't want to say addition by subtraction, but in that sort of, uh, in that realm here, where you don't have to worry about starting out too, but you can start a sub for him. Because I don't think I would, on my fantasy team, I don't think I'd have the nerve to sit him. You know, mm-hmm. what, what kind of backup could you possibly have where you want to sit him for Altuve? I mean, you could have a great backup. You could. Maybe you got Jeff McNeil, someone like that, who's hitting 400. Fine. Or Polanco. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, Polanco. Well, he's starting your team. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Odds, are you, odds are you don't. So now you mm-hmm. start the backup with more impunity. You don't worry about it. At least the backup, you assume, would do something. And give Altuve his rest. Mm-hmm. Look at you, all positive and then using big words like impunity. I love it. I love it, George. Good job. Yeah, I got a word of a day calendar. I try and work it in. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Mike Clevenger, uh, some good news out of him, at least uh, yeah, throwing, uh, he's close to throwing a uh, bullpen session, uh, seems to be ahead of schedule, and on a personal note, I need him back, because uh, I have him and Jamison Tayon on, on a, a team uh, that, uh, yeah, a little weak on starting pitching to start off with, and th- those two guys I was really counting on, but uh, a little optimism when it comes to Mike Clevenger, thankfully. Yeah, he's finally, uh, I guess you could say, on his way, right, mm-hmm. uh, where he's beginning the, uh, the rehab process here. Uh, Lord knows the uh, the Indians need him back. You know, although yes. pitching hasn't been their problem. You know, they can't hit. This is a team mm-hmm. that just can't hit. You know, they uh, we knew this coming in. They were going to pitch well and not hit. And... Uh, they need him back. They need uh, they need Clevenger back. They need they need to find another bat, which they they're not going to do. We saw it all went along. They wouldn't pay for a bat. Uh, but with Kluber out, Clevenger out, it's uh, put a little bit of a strain here. They called up AJ Cole yesterday, and he didn't pitch very well. Only pitched the one inning and uh, gave up the winning winning hit. So uh, Clevenger's playing catch. You know, he'll go to the rehab. Once again, I think you'll see him Memorial Day, maybe a little bit after that. Yep. Um... You are the uh, closer guru. Wanted to get your take on uh, Rafael Iglesias uh, telling a reporter that he doesn't like the way the Reds have been using him. And uh, since he came out and complained, he's actually had a couple of saves. But uh, you know that the the Reds back uh, you know at the start of the season said the weren't going to be using him in more of a, a traditional closer role. What do you, what do you think about Rafael Iglesias mouthing off a bit? <laughs> I think you should shut up. Because you make, you make yourself sound terrible. Mm-hmm. You're annoyed because they're asking you to pitch in close games. That's what you're saying. Because that's what the Reds have done. I mean, uh, he wants to be pitched to quite of a save rule. Because that's all he cares about, then it saves. What he's saying is, I only care about saves and making money. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. That's what I mean. Shut up. Don't you know? You don't say that. You want to you say this to the manager? You let your agent take care of this. You don't say it because you sound terrible. I mean, uh, listen, the save rule, and I, I am the closer guy, right? I write the closer report, but uh, I, I write it so many times. I hate the save rule because it's, it's a dumb rule of, oh, you, you get a save for pitching, you know, three outs of a ninth inning against the seventh, eighth, and ninth batters with a three-run lead. It just doesn't matter. Sometimes the game is one in the seventh inning, you know, where that's where as far as on first and second, one out. That's where you need your ace reliever to come in and get that out or in the eighth inning. And he doesn't want mm-hmm. to pitch in those situations. He only wants to pitch in the ninth inning. Granted, some of those could be big outs, you know, 4-3, a 4-3 lead to get your three outs against the 1-2-3 batters, but some are not. Mm-hmm. And he's annoyed when he's using the eighth inning, not the ninth inning. So that, that's what he's yeah. complaining about. And I, I said, this makes you sound terrible because the, sa- the saver rule is just dumb. It really is just dumb. Managers should use their best relievers when the game is on the line, not according to the save rule. There you go. There you go. Coming right from the uh, closer guru, George Kurtz. We'll be back with more Fantasy Sports Today. More baseball. 
Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Blue the cult Godzilla. As we come back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Fantasy Sports Today. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. <laughs> like this song there, George. Joe Galina, George Kurtz, the Fantasy Prince, Sean Engel. Uh, there's another Godzilla movie coming out uh, in a few weeks. Any interest, George? Uh, the, the coming attractions, actually, I guess, you know, the coming attractions to any movie could look fantastic, but... Uh, <laughs> they <what> better. <laughs> right, right? Uh, but uh, I guess what, what's happening is uh, there's going to be, like, another King Kong movie. Uh, they're going to remake King Kong versus Godzilla. You know, as a kid here in the New York area, uh, Channel 9 on Saturday mornings used to show all these monster movies, uh, you know, that you know, and I'm not just talking, you know, the Universal Studios monster movies like you know with frankenstein and dracula but you know the uh we'll call them the titans because that's how they're referring to them in this incarnation of movies you know the 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 big monsters like godzilla and rodan and the flying turtle like gamera right he used to shoot fire out of his uh out of his mouth just maybe maybe that's what they need in game of thrones a flying turtle i don't know (laughs) but uh Sean, are you? Are you? Uh, I mean, you're a lot younger than than uh, me and George. Do you, are you familiar with like Godzilla, the, the old Godzilla and King Kong movies? I don't really remember them that well. I saw them as a kid, but uh, I have yeah, actually yeah. seen Repeated. the uh, the uh, last of the newer Godzilla flicks, which came out about like five years ago. I thought it was okay. Is that with Brian Cranston? Yeah, that that's the one. I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah, too yeah. much focus on I the human characters, but uh, and not enough Godzilla. Right, right. But I'm hoping that this new movie, right. which is the sequel to that movie, will be able to change yeah. that. And especially since they're adding more monsters here too. That uh, <laughs> right. I I hope it look is good. I really do. But right. ultimately, though, the other thing I am a little worried about is that things are going to be filmed a little too dark to see. Kind of like uh, that battle, you know, Game in Game of, of Thrones. Yeah. 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 That was the, yeah, the, that episode uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think I mentioned this last week. You know, my my daughter, we were watching her on, uh, the, you know, on DVR. She's like, you remember to, to record this in high def, right? Because it was just, you know, parts of it you just couldn't make out. But so that's a good point there, uh, Sean. So I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, I'll throw a couple of dollars and, and go see the new Godzilla movie. But we'll see. So uh, back to uh, baseball. Let's uh, start breaking down a couple of uh, games from from yesterday. Uh, Red Sox beat the Mariners nine to five. Game uh, with uh, uh, lots of fantasy implications, lots of fantasy uh, goodness going on here. Uh, so the Reds, George, these Red Sox. You know, we talked about Tampa Bay and what a hot start they got off to, and the Yankees hanging on despite all their injuries. Uh, Red Sox now twenty one and nineteen, four games back. Uh, they've won. 10 of 12 and uh, more importantly for fantasy purposes uh, their hitting is is uh, you know on getting you know getting started it's it's hot again right 7.4 runs per game during that span you got Chris Sale first four starts 8.5 ERA 16.7 strikeout rate batting average against was 311 311 his last four starts uh, pitch to a 1.74 ERA strikeout rate uh, just under 42%, George, and uh, opponents are batting just 165 against him in his last four. So it looks like uh, he's figured things out. You know, who knows what the heck was going on with him? You know, th- there was stories about him uh, th- that he was actually physically ill, dealing with some kind of virus or whatever. But uh, that's a 
big of relief from fantasy owners, no? Well, it's why we always preach patience in baseball. It's a mm-hmm. long season. You can't overreact to a couple of weeks. You just can't. Uh, mm-hmm. The Red Sox got out to a slow start for whatever reason. Uh, they weren't pitching very well at all, and combined with them not hitting great back then, yeah, they played poorly. Mm-hmm. You know, now everything's start, starting to click in. You know, David Price, by the way, should be uh, had a bullpen yesterday. Should be back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if he he might maybe misses one more start at most. You know, so mm-hmm. he'll, he'll be back. That's not a long-term injury. Eovaldi had the stitches taken out of his elbow. He'll, he'll be back probably uh, in June as well. So they're getting healthier. Uh, good for the Red Sox. You know, we, we knew they were going to hit. It's just a matter of time there. Uh, they still got some issues to, to go over here. Uh, moving Chavis now possibly to the outfield because you want to placate Pedroia. You know, put him at second base when he's healthy. It's just silly to me. And, I agree. Uh, I, I mean, come on. Pedroia is nothing anymore. He's just nothing. You know, once again, you're you're, uh, you're you're doing what the Yankees did with Jeter. You still want to play the guy at the end of his career. You know, sort of similar with the Yankees doing with Gardner too. Gardner's not the player that Pedro ever was, but it's the same thing. The veterans getting the uh, benefit of the doubt over and over and over again, which is kind of silly, but it's what they're doing here. Uh, Chavis isn't hitting anymore either, which also plays a part in this, uh, and also because Jackie Bradley's not hitting at all. Yeah, bat one forty nine, yeah. Right, so that, I guess they figured, hey, if we can move Mookie Betts to center field uh, or Ben Attendee, then we can put Chavis in the outfield. You know, it's uh, – I, I get it. You know, uh, I don't think I'd go that direction, especially since Chavis is not even a second baseman. He's a third baseman. You mm-hmm. know, so uh, you keep you keep jerking this guy all around for a guy who is a top prospect. Interesting how you're going about things here. Not so sure I would go in this direction, but it is what it is for the Red Sox. They have things to work out here, but they're they're a very good team. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. People were all worried about this. The uh, American League is not strong enough to keep the Red Sox out. Even the Yankees, with all their injuries, you know, the Yankees can survive. Same thing because the American League is just not strong enough. And even the Yankees, with all these injuries, have still been able to beat teams, which is really scary when you think about it. So it is what it is. It's really what it is what it is. Red Sox are a good team. They weren't going anywhere. You know, Sale has figured it out whatever was bothering him. He's figured it out. The Red Sox have figured it out. They going to be a good team. Patience in baseball is always required here. And we, we were telling people, if you wanted to acquire sale, you know, that, that time was going to come to a close, and now it's closed. You can't acquire him right. cheap anymore. You know, it, he's back right. up to full price. So good luck with that. Yep. As for Bradley, what's kept him in the lineup over the years has been his uh, uh, big-time defense, and you need that as a center fielder, uh, but uh, not helping himself with that 149 batting average. He had uh, Rafael Devers, 3 for 4 yesterday, uh, batting 400 in his last 16 games. Yay for me. <laughs> and for a lot of fantasy owners out there, uh, you and I had talked about that. You know, we we thought he'd have a, a pretty good year this uh, this season. Uh, but uh, 400 in his last 16 games, two home runs, 13 runs, 17 runs batted in. Mitch Moreland hit his 12th home run uh, yesterday. Leads the club, 29 uh, runs batted in in his uh, 36th game. Had 15 home runs in 124 games last season. So hey, live ball. But this guy always was good for you know 20, you know low, lower 20 home run numbers uh jd martinez uh 308 batting average are you concerned with the the, the five home runs that he's hit uh, recently broke a 62 at bat homeless streak uh at, at when he hit his fifth home run he's missed some time here and there this season a uh, little bit of a back issue uh when you look at the advanced metric metrics uh, they suggest he's going to be okay you know that expected slugging percentage is uh, somewhere like 170 points higher than what his real-life slugging percentage is. Any concerns about the power outage with J.D. Martinez, or you think he just figures it out just once that back issue goes away? No, he'll be fine. Once again, you want to trade him to me? Go ahead. I'll take him. No Mm -hmm. problem. I'll take him gladly. He'll be just fine. Not worried about him uh, not hitting his power. It's the Northeast. The weather's been miserable here today. Uh, mm-hmm. miserable all season long, pretty much. It's not gotten warm at all. Have we had one seventy degree day? Everything's in the sixties today. Like I said, today's miserable. Uh, here in uh, it's what love high forties and rainy today, and they'll probably play through it. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. not it's not raining up to cancel the games. They'll play through this, and it's not conducive to good hitting. It's not. Wife got lucky, by the way. They 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 did cancel those soccer games. All right, so, good. Uh, yeah, happy Mother's Day to her. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just but it's it's not conducive to, to hitting in baseball. And by the way, mm-hmm. you know, uh, someone like Jackie Bradley. You know, who uh, is an excellent defender but can't hit. And when you say well, he's in the line because he can play defense, no, 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 he's not. He's in the line because they have nobody else. That's the way it looks. In today's game, there's no such thing as being in line if you're a good defense. No such thing. Mm-hmm. That went out a long time ago. You know, you have to be able to hit somewhat. 
You know, if you can't hit it all this, and there's no more Mark Belanges, you know, guys who just go, oh, great defenders, but, you know, but Dave Concepcion's. This is not, that's not the way the game's played anymore. You know, you have to be able to hit somewhat or else you're not going to play. You know, mm-hmm. for the Red Sox, they just don't have anybody else. But that's why they think if Chavis can play the outfield respectably, he'll be a, certainly a negative on defense. I don't think there's any doubt about yeah. it. But if he can do it respectably, they'll take the hit on defense. They will to get a better battle. Like, that's just the way it is in today's game. You cannot be a zero on offense and a 10 on defense and then get in the lineup. You just can't. You, you need to – you can be a 10 on D and a four or five. That'll get you in there. You know, you think about Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner's a better hitter than uh, Jackie Bradley. Not as good a defender, but everybody wants him out of the lineup because he can't hit. He's just not the hitter he used to be, but he's certainly better than Bradley is. It's just the mm-hmm. way it works. You have to be able to hit somewhat because everybody remembers you can't hit. People sort of forget that you're a great defender until you make the great play, and you may not make a great play every game. It's, it's different. It's everybody, everybody's going to see you bat four times. So that's the problem here. Bradley's only in it because they, they don't have anybody better right now. Mm-hmm. Man, you bring up Mark Melanger, man. You make me think of my old baseball cards, man. <laughs> so I just, uh, I was looking at his stats. He ended up with a 228 batting average, uh, played uh, 18 years for the Baltimore Orioles. You're right. I mean, just a, a guy that basically a glove out there, infielder. So that's interesting. Different um, ages, bro. Bucky Dents yeah. and all those guys. Just don't, you mm-hmm, don't see mm-hmm. that. Uh, it usually is the shortstop that we think about with that. Catcher to mm-hmm. somewhat. And once again, there are no better catchers. Uh, you know, there's right. a reason Gary Sanchez is still a catcher because he can hit. You know, mm-hmm. you, you'll, you'll, take the, you'll take the negative on defense to get his bat in there because his bat as a catcher is a major advantage. It's like, well, you know, fantasy football, we always drafted Gronk early because it gave you a, such a major advantage at tight end over everybody mm-hmm. else. Same thing with Sanchez, a catcher. Yeah, we know he's bad on defense, but he can hit a ton. It gives you a major advantage in fantasy to get him in your lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other side of this game, uh, Red Sox beat the Mariners, uh, like I said, 9-5. to five. Mariners, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this, that over and over again. 13-2 to start the season. Uh, since then, 7-20. and 20. And uh, when you talk about, you know, some cold bats, man, you look, uh, you know, I love Mitch Hanniger. He's been leading off uh, – Past couple of games, batting 227, but Jay Bruce, you know, 12 home runs, but batting 192. George, Dan Vogelback, remember how hot he was, but now he's batting 170 for the past month. I mean, the only guys still hitting in this Mariners lineup are uh, Domingo Santana and their catcher, uh, Omar uh, Narvaez. It's just the, the, I mean, I guess they were never, obviously never as good as that 13 and two start, but are they as bad as the seven and 20 run now? Uh, maybe not as bad as seven and twenty, but closer to seven and twenty than thirteen and two. All right, this is not a shock. All right, we knew they were rebuilding. Hell, the Mariners knew they were rebuilding. That's why they traded everybody away. They told us they were rebuilding for crying out loud. All right, so this is not a shock at all. All right, that they're playing uh, poorly. They don't have a. I mean, let's face it. Why? Why is Felix Hernandez still in the rotation? I mean, why? He's he's terrible. He's not. I mean, he's not King Felix anymore. He's George, barely he- Felix. He got his 2,500 uh, 2, uh, strikeouts now. Yay. Good for him. <laughs> I mean, but he shouldn't Old be in famer. the he, he shouldn't be in the rotation. Uh, maybe. Uh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> I just wanted to get a rise out of you. <laughs> but he shouldn't be in the rotation anymore. That's uh, the bottom line. I, I, I get it. They're doing it because they probably want them to get that 2,500 uh, strikeout and because mm-hmm. the fans still love him. And I, I get all that. And it doesn't matter. You don't mm-hmm. really have a great uh, minor league system yet to plug somebody in. You know, Justice Sheffield's not ready yet. Uh, he's close, but he's not ready yet. But uh, there's, there's no other reason for him to be there. He's not going to. He's not going to win you any games. I mean, the Yankees beating up the Red Sox. You knew the knew the Red Sox were going to beat him up. You know, I'm on the uh, cam yesterday. You know, uh, Cam Stewart and I, and uh, we talked about the Red Sox. And we both uh, like the over in the game. We both like the Red Sox minus one and a half. And then uh, Seattle goes out and scores. And then Seattle goes out and scores four runs in the first inning. And we're like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, crap. And I'm like, no, relax. Relax. The, the Vettics <laughs> are going to score. All right. You knew the Vettics mm-hmm. were going to score. The question is, would, would Porcello settle, settle down? I was never worried about the Red Sox scoring. You know, I said this on the show. I was never worried about the Red Sox scoring. My, my, my worry was more about Porcello. Could he be a pain mm-hmm. in the ass all, all game and not give you, uh, you know, was, was he, he going to give up eight, nine runs too? And it ended up working mm-hmm. out great. Porcello did settle down. He pitched great. And the Red Sox scored 1,000 runs. So you didn't have to worry about it. But that's the way against uh, Felix Hernandez was never worried that the Red Sox wouldn't score runs. He was going to shut him down. That wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's just not that pitcher anymore. So, uh, like I said, but the Mariners, they are 
uh, good for them to get to go to the hot start, but they're close to the seven and twenty team. Then they are the thirteen and two. Uh, they'll make some more trades too. Edwin Encarnacion will not be there by the deadline. He'll be moved to, to a team that needs a right-handed bat, maybe a DH power bat or off the bench, whatever it might be. They'll try and move Bruce too. That could be tougher, but he's once yeah. again still a good lefty bat off the bench. You know, mm-hmm. he should, probably shouldn't be playing every day anymore, but he has, still has power. So he mm-hmm. can be moved to a team as well. And they're going to keep doing this all season long. This is a team that's likely to get worse on the field than better until their younger players are ready to perform. Yep, yep. Good analysis, uh, George. Uh, and we have uh, uh, two or three minutes till we go to commercial. Uh, Tigers and Twins played a... Uh, a doubleheader yesterday. Tigers won the first game five to three. Uh, Twins came back, uh, won eight to two. May continue this conversation across the break, but uh, Twins best winning percentage in baseball at this stage. Uh, do you think that they? I mean, we. I think we had spoken on this show in terms of you know how like a almost like a changing of the guard in the AL Central. Uh, yeah. You think the Twins could hold on? I mean, we've spoken about Jake Odorizzi, uh, Jose Berrios now a bonafide ace there. Nice mix of, of youth and, and some veteran presence there. Uh, nice to see Marwin Gonzalez be able to play that second game. If you saw the, the, the play Friday night where Nico Goodrum uh, <clears throat> hit him in the in the face with his knee, you know, uh, uh, that play at first base. But uh, do you think that Minnesota is for real at this stage? Well, I think it uh, depends on how you define for real. Do I think they're a, uh, a, a contender for the pennant? No. No, I don't. But do I think they're a contender for the division? Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were a uh, contender for the division coming into the season. So I'm not all that surprised uh, mm-hmm. that they're, they're where they are. I mean, you look at the Twins. Uh, they're going to hit. We know they can hit. Okay? And that they should be able to hit all season long. Uh, I don't think that's going anywhere. They're pitching staff. Let's see what happens. You know, let, let's see what happens. Can Odorizzi keep this up all year long? History tells us no. Yeah, you know, right now he's pitching great. Kyle Gibson. What's a pitching the- camp? Less, less uh, in the off season. Uh, supposedly he had some issues uh, when the third time around in a, a lineup they would get to him, and supposedly they figured things out. So we'll see. But you're right. History sure. tells us no. <laughs> sure, yes. Let's see how that works out as the season rolls along here. Pitching camp. Yay. Uh, Martin Perez, I mean, once again, <laughs> pitching much better than he ever has before. Uh, Pineda started off well, and not so much lately. Uh, he's actually had a quality start, but uh, a couple of uh, home runs cost him. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. It's another team, though, I wonder what happens when injuries hit, and they will hit. You know, how, how will they overcome that? You're going to see that with the Rays, too, right? How do they handle now that Glasnow's out four to six weeks? So well, these teams, like not big market teams, when injuries hit and, they to, and their depth gets tested, that's when we'll find out what kind of team they really are. There you go. Williams Astudito, one of my favorite players on the Twins, should be coming off the aisle today. When we come back, we'll talk more baseball. Fantasy Sports Today. <laughs> 